What's up, everyone? This is Press X Start Podcast, Season 5, Episode 44. Press X Start Podcast is the audio and video podcast seeking to transform the video game media landscape through an underserved and protected point of view. Restore justice for the underrepresented programmers, developers, and consumers. I am your host, DJ, aka Sexy Bad Choices, aka Do You Know Who Ozimoa, uh, Akaga, Akaka, Akaga, I think that's how you pronounce that, and Jason E. Kelly are. Yes, of course. Yes. No. Who doesn't? I mean, I know specifically what DJ is trying to do. Okay. Well, Sean, who are they? Why would you put me on the spot like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Sean, you'd be the latter to know they are Juliana and Colt, respectively, in Deathloop. Oh. So those okay. are the two voice actors. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, Ozi, Moa, I think that's how you pronounce it. She is obviously African. Yeah. She's not traditionally actually a voice actor as well. I remember watching her in Hulu's The Runaways from a couple years ago. That's mm, one of the actors in yeah. that show. Yeah. And I actually, I, I looked up her stuff on IMDb and uh, she also apparently played Bumblebee off of Teen Titans Go. Mm, I was like, oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's really cool. And then, uh, Jason, he was a, a character in Gronish and Bumblebee. Or not Bumpy, Jesus. Uh, Deathloop. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. It's actually been kind of fun, like, learning who these people are and seeing the other things they did around the video games that we know them for. Ozimo is also the modern Alex Vance from the Half-Life games. Mm. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's, that's, not, that's another uh, interesting fact, interesting tidbit. All right, that's me. Who else is here? None of those things make any sense to me. I am Sean M.F. Ross. <laughs> What the MF stand for? Buy my mixtape. Psych, nah, I don't have a mixtape. Just give me money. <laughs> AKA the high tech hotep. Oh, oh, the high tech oh. hotep. Okay. You know he's serious because he's, he's wearing the apparel. I, uh, oh, jeez. I'm not a fan of this appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were here when me and Marcus first started this shit. <laughs> My people have been silent for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> what do you oh mean, you people? Who, who, what do you <laughs> mean, you people? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh my gosh. Who is that? Who am I? I don't know. No. Okay, I am. <laughs> As a server before the Court of Appeals of Maryland, sitting in the great city of Annapolis, I am Council It's a Dixit, the exuberant barrister of Baltimore. There should be an audio, like, uh, uh, applause going on. Yeah, we just there. need a soundboard. <laughs> yeah. This is right. a joke. I, I, had, I had a fresh win, no less, where I won my case, Ooh. even though the judge in a footnote said my argument was wrong, but I still prevailed. Feel good about myself today. Wow. Okay. And then uh, last up. Avery laughing at that beautiful <laughs> lawyer thing that Douglas just brought up right hey, now. Hey, it's true. I was called Counsel Ipsa Dixit, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to run with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. So that's who we are. Uh, the highlights for this episode, we're going to be talking about some game stuff, but specifically, we're going to be talking about how Activision's a dumpster fire. The bad kind. Uh, with that being said, let us go ahead and jump into the games we have been playing. Starting with Sean, what have you been playing? Oh, snap. Okay. Um, <laughs> Surprise. I bought the GTA trilogy, and uh, unlike some people, 
just uh, doing sacrilege, starting in Vice City for some reason. <laughs> DJ's wife and, uh, and, and Romare's wife. I started at three because why would you start? Y- y- y'all are not even going to play three, are you? This was my childhood. See, back then, when I got GTA 3, I only had, uh, let me see, this is before I was getting like games every month. Mm-hmm. So I played probably GTA 3 for probably like six, seven months at a time. I 100% What y'all don't game. understand huh? is that Sean had to walk uphill both ways Son just to bitch. turn on his PlayStation <laughs> 2 just to play these games. In a snowstorm, no less. Barefoot. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I got PTSD from them days. I used to play games without a memory card, all right? <laughs> oh, God. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> I literally did walk to school in the snow. <laughs> oh. Terrible. Uh, Actually, you know what? I had to, too, because yes. I was a walker. A street walker. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so yeah, broke bitch. Now, nah, um, so, nah, so I'm playing GTA I just three. Like sleeping. <laughs> I'm playing GTA three. I'm not having as many uh bugs as uh you know for once as many people are reporting. Mm-hmm. I'm having a decent experience with it. I feel like I'm what thirteen again. Whatever the hell this came out. Yeah, what's it? Are you? Oh. Are, so it is. You say it is meeting your expectations. I, I didn't have any expectations for real. For real. I, I mean, they raised the graphics a little bit uh they mm-hmm. you know did some stuff with the weather it looks a little bit better mm-hmm. um i'm glad that most if not all of the soundtrack is still in three i haven't gone to the other two games yet it you know what really hit me in the game um it really hit me that black rob is actually gone because uh i think one of the songs was playing with him in it and i was like damn hope black rob is really getting paid off of this shit. then it hit me like damn black rob is gone now oh Oh, dang. Are you able to see things differently now as an adult than you saw as a teenager playing this game? Um, mm. I think the jokes were always accessible back then. They're quote unquote immature slash mature jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think uh, the name of the armor trucks is uh, Group Sex, <laughs> but it's a, uh, you know, G R U P P E S E C H S, like little silly uh, okay. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or your mama fish <laughs> stuff like that I mean it, it was never too highbrow to where it was inaccessible you wouldn't get it um, some parts I'm just breezing right through because I'm not even bothering to get out and shoot people everybody's just getting run over other parts I feel like the car is like paper thin you know oh, so really? yeah but I mean everything is there where I remember it <laughs> mm. okay I just took a break from it because I want to try to 100% it but um like if you're trying to do certain missions like the ambulance missions where you're saving people or the vigilante mission or taxi missions if you get too far in the game everywhere just turns hostile so you have to try to do those things early mm. right um uh, how is okay so i think a lot of the the, the criticism people having with GTA 3 specifically compared to the other games is that mm-hmm. that game apparently looks darker than the other games and apparently like the rain effect is like it, it does a weird thing with the rain the rain effect is shitty but I mean okay. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's not enough to like deter you from playing the game or anything like that I've been playing games since the 80s I know that sounds old as hell but we're, we're playing mid to late 19th century <laughs> <laughs> I'm a child of the late 1900s right. um, <laughs> it's it's not 
unplayable. It's not like they right. shipped a broken game. There were glitches in the game back then. There are glitches mm-hmm. in the game now. Right. Some of the shit is ugly. I haven't gotten to that part yet, but I mean, okay. it's, it's not enough to break the experience for me. I'm not looking for a GTA 6, a GTA 5 experience out of these. Right. These games are 20 over 15 years old. Yeah. But this is to me is a nostalgia trip. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they fixed the weapon wheel. They fixed a few things. It's a couple quality of life upgrades. You give it to pay for. I don't know what people were expecting from this. I, you know, it doesn't bother me. Everything. They're mm. expecting everything. <laughs> um, I pre-ordered Battlefield 2042. I think I actually just started it like two nights ago. And I've only played maybe like four or five matches. Um, it looks like there's full crossplay, so I'm playing against people on PC and uh, Xbox. Are you feeling it? And I'm surprised they put you guys with a same lobby as PC players. Yeah, it's it's a weird. I can't tell if I've been taken out by PC people. At least it doesn't bother me because yeah, Battlefield can be so chaotic at times. Sometimes people just outplay you. It's not like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have like aimbots and all that on um, PC, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not enough to bother me because it's not a straight arena shooter. Yeah, there is right. more to do in the game than just shooting people. You could be supporting the helicopter, you know, pilot by repairing the plane. You could be the second gunner in a tank. You know, you could just be uh, I think they have a what's that? What's that character in Overwatch where you can shoot people to heal them? Like a like a Baptiste, like a medic. Yeah, they have that in there now, where you can actually shoot people to heal them. Anna? in, you know, battlefield. Mm-hmm. Or like Anna, there, there, her, her heals. Yes, is, is yeah, 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 yeah. There's more to do than just running around and shooting people. It's not a straight arena shooter. So, I believe I don't even know what people's gripes are about it. Um, granted, I think one of the like main issues was just like the you know the general server issues, people not being able to get into games and and such like that. It doesn't seem like you've had any of those. I didn't play issues. it on the day of release. I mean, I didn't. It didn't really okay. bother me. However, yeah. I will say that Dice should get their shit together. A lot of people were saying it's a battlefield game. There are always problems at launch. That shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had what Battlefield? I don't know all the side shits, but I know they had Battlefield One, Two, Three, Four, Hardline, Battlefield Five, Battlefield One. They had that far off future shit. Uh, I don't even know the name of that one. Yeah. At this point, it shouldn't be a thing where we're just... As long as it took to develop, and y'all are just shipping out something that, you know, is held together with duct tape, and it'll get better <laughs> over time. <laughs> this happens with every release, and people are just like, eh, it happens with every Battlefield release. What do you guys expect? Right. It, I don't know. Are y'all quality. reinventing the wheel every time? <laughs> huh? Well, I mean, that's like the main thing. If you get people conditioned to like a substandard product and they're willing to justify it for you, it'll get better. The incentive to improve. Right. You know, don't worry. We'll give you an update. <laughs> you can't possibly hope to compete with Call of Duty like that, though. Yeah. I mean, people don't say Battlefield is going to get, I mean, Call of Duty is going to get better, you know, over time. True. That's because, uh, you know, you know, Call of Duty active, they have good leadership. You know, you need to have good, strong managers. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you need sexual harassment to push out a good product. Just Whatever. a little uh, bit. You just sprinkle it on with a little bit of racial animosity and classism, and boom, you get yourself a good product. Just a little bigotry. <laughs> just but, a little um, bit of bigotry goes a long way. It's like salt. When you're willing to sacrifice everything for the sake of profits, Call of Duty will come out strong. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Call of Duty, <laughs> I didn't buy Vanguard, 
But they do have a free weekend. By the time you guys hear this, it's going to be over. But um, I tried a free weekend. Why Why in, what is it, World War II? It's World War II, yeah. Did they have red dot sites? Maybe I didn't watch uh, enough History Channel. Uh, no. I mean, they're, 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 <laughs> the History Channel ain't what it used to be like, so I don't know anymore. Sean, but, what uh, happened was that you didn't hear about the real history of World War II, okay? okay. The red dot sites, that was a thing that they had back then. Mm. Um, Buy my book. <laughs> you know the sad part? I think there are a lot of people who get their history from video games and don't realize it's historical fiction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, they had to throw all these politics in there because they got black women <laughs> fighting in the front lines. <laughs> um, oh, no, it's, it's funny because uh, I'm level one and I, I clutched it by killing like five people on like search and destroy and I have all these people yelling in my ear, yelling directions that I just ignored. And then like after that, I just proceeded to play like shit for the rest of the match. But <laughs> um. I don't like World War II games. I'm, I want newer guns. I want a newer setting. I want technology in the games. Yeah. It doesn't mean to be like uh, Advanced Warfare or Infinite Warfare. Those turn me off completely. You want mm-hmm. you want a nice, like, you know, Persian Gulf War Part 1. Some, uh, what they call it, contemporary? <laughs> you know, just, just have a game with a fic. I mean, are we at the point right now where we have a fictionalized, uh, you know, going in there, taking away, you know, Osama Bin Laden. Who wouldn't want to play Colin Powell in a video game? You know, why not? Uh, I mean, it's hard for them to make shooters, I guess, because nobody wants to make anybody the enemy other than clear-cut Russia or China. Mm-hmm. So or we're Nazis. just limited in our stories. Or Nazis, because, yeah. Uh, or Nazis. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. if you're trying to sell your product to China, then, you know, you really want either tech imperial Japan. To Sean's point, Picking an enemy is incredibly difficult because of the globalization of video games. If you make China the out-and-out bad guy, then you've pretty much lost 50% of the video game market right no. there. Yeah. I wouldn't say 50%. I mean, they just got the right to play video games over there anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. but... It's a lot of people, though. <laughs> that's a lot of people. Well, I mean, everything but is that China has become... has become more globalized, as you said, Avery. China's making more demand. And a lot of our American companies, not just video games, look at the NBA are adapting their products to meet their standard, which in turn restrict the output and the enjoyment of people not in China. Hey, let's take a stand right now. Are we recognizing Taiwan on this podcast? 100%. Absolutely, yeah. All right. <laughs> I heard that, China. Fuck you. Um, anyway, moving on. Wait, I, I, we didn't necessarily <laughs> say fuck you, China, because no. a lot of people... <laughs> hey, check out our YouTube content. It's pretty quick. <laughs> if you can if you, use your VPN, maybe you can get through there. Right. He looks like Winnie the Pooh. You know who you are. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump to Douglas. What have you been playing? The usual. Um... You know, I, I hate play Overwatch. Now, I like how people hate watch you know different shows. When I I hate play Overwatch because as much as it annoys me, mm. I don't want to be missing out on a new skin that I will never use. And so right now they're going to do an event with you know since we can't have Justin McCree. Justin McCree never really happened, y'all. It was just an alias for Cole Cassidy. Yep. And there's an event where if you play a whole bunch of games or matches. Uh, up to 27 if you lose all of them. You know, it's funny. is it, it was the perfect character to just easily wiggle her way out of that name. Right. <laughs> right. Um, Cole Cassidy, which honestly, I like the name McCree. It sounds like Jesse McCree does sound like a cowboy from Texas. Mm-hmm. Cole Cassidy seems like 
uh, you a know, rapper. I don't know. That, that <laughs> yeah, from, he could be from Houston. But maybe, maybe he's a rapper from he's a rapper from Austin, y'all. There you go. Um, there you go. We got backstory. So Overwatch is that's Overwatch. Ain't nothing changed since the past three years. Um, but in Fortnite, um, they finally did release their Naruto crossover. I believe this is their first anime crossover in Fortnite universe. I believe so. Yeah. And so you could be Naruto, Sasuke, Sakura, Kakashi. Kakashi's actually one of the characters you can actually meet on the island. He can give you these things called the paper bomb kanai, which are pretty cool because you throw it at people and you, you kind of have a hopping emote when you throw it and it explodes. Kind of cool. Mm. Um, a whole bunch of emotes. My favorite emote is the ramen noodle break where you just sit with a little ramen but we'll just eat some noodles. Oh. And, and I think it's quite awesome. Um, there's been a leak going on in Fortnite about that at the end of this season will actually also be the end of the chapter. So there have been some leaks, some data mining, looking at different type of screenshots and different type of coding that says that we're going to be at the end. And it, actually, the event is called the end. And then at the end of that event, you will have another almost two day shutdown on the servers. Mm-hmm. And then we'll oh. begin with chapter three. So all of that will happen up on around December 5th. Um, I'm sad because I actually I won't be here to play that. Oh, dang. Oh, so sad. Um, so when I come back on my vacation, I'll be able to actually enjoy what's new in the island. There's also been... I mean, where are you going? Because, I mean, you can always remote play. I'll be in the Caribbean. Okay. You can still set... I mean, we have internet in the Caribbean, Douglas. <laughs> I know, but when I'm on vacation, <laughs> playing video games is not what I want to do on vacation when there's, like, the ocean right there by my door. So I'm going to be... On the you don't want to play your Switch on the beach like Nintendo advertised? <laughs> no, because I'm on a beach. I'm going to be on a boat. So I'll be, when I get back, I'll be able to play the new chapter. Yeah. Um, nah, hey, hey. But yeah, it's it, also just also rumor that it's going to be a maybe a Spider-Man crossover at some point that may be part of... Yeah, the, the images have leaked. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So Fortnite is finding more ways to take my money. I wonder who's going to make more money over that, Marvel or Sony? Marvel. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> Sony makes no money on the oh. expanded material yeah. of Spider-Man. They oh, just okay. make money on the, the movies. The the movies. Movie. Okay. So you mean Disney? I can imagine Spider-Man running around with an AK. <laughs> like, hey, Ariana Grande is running around with an AK. You oh. know, like... Yes, yeah, she is. I, I have been <laughs> shot many times. By R. R. Grande and J. Balvin, you know, it's one of my buddies who's a total rock fan guy. Like he's like he's like you know I had to buy the Ariana Grande like package because it came with this like this black and white pig that jammed his head to music. He's like I wanted a pig, but it came with Ariana Grande, so I had to buy Ariana Grande. And like you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you could you could be just as manly as you want as a crystal princess. That is hilarious. So that's what's been keeping me busy. All right, all right. Uh, next up, uh, Avery, what have you been playing? Okay, so uh, I have been not playing much. Like, literally, here's what happened to me. I was going to play Far Cry 6. I was finally going to get back into Far Cry 6. And then out of nowhere, Riot uh, Games revealed that, hey, all these Riot Forge games we've been working on in the last two years, we're starting to release them now. Like, right now, right now. And so, uh, Ruin King of League of Legends Story was released, and I immediately jumped into that because it's from Airship Syndicate who made Battle Chasers Night War. They're also a team that was made up of the 
devs who made the Darksiders games before all the THQ New York stuff went down. It is a turn-based RPG in the uh, League of Legends uh, universe. Where it takes place in the League of Legends narrative is weird because it's uh, supposedly about ruination, but like it's not the ruination that they did all in the games, like in the actual League of Legends proper games. Mm. I think it's just a side thing. Uh, so you're essentially you're playing as Misfortune in Bilgewater, and you're fighting off uh, King Viego and his army of spirit zombies as they invade. Meanwhile, you're dealing with all this League of Legends lore bullshit. L- long story short, it's been a great couple weeks to be a League of Legends fan, yeah. and I am eating right now. This is fucking <laughs> fantastic. I can play a game, or I can play as Yasuo. That's not me getting my ass kicked in mid lane because I'm not supposed to be in mid lane because it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the game. Uh, I'm only super early in. I don't think it's going to be a very long game, but I'm only super early in. I've only gotten Ilawi, Misfortune, Yasuo, and Brom, who are four of the main characters. Uh, I, there are two more, Ari and Pike, that I'm supposed to get as the game progresses, but I am really enjoying the game. Uh, it's $30. It's part of Riot Forge, and I think Riot Forge is a really interesting idea, is that Riot is essentially going to game devs and saying, hey, you make a really cool game. Can you put League of Legends as a skin over your game? Because this game is exactly the Battleships of Night War. Like, exactly. Just different characters and a couple of added mechanics, but it's the exact same game, and I'm loving it. Avery, I feel like you're having a League of Legends, like, entertainment moment, because you have both the game and the TV show. Like, it's just... just renaissance. This is your Thanksgiving. Fucking renaissance, <laughs> I'm like... Like... Like, it's so good to be a League of Legends fan and not have to play League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> You get everything else. You don't have to play the game. <laughs> that's awesome. Though. That's good to hear. Um, it, it, that's it, right? Oh yeah, that's about it. Okay, all right. Uh, so for me, there's two things. The first thing there has been the chapter two to the Gun the Battle Operation Code Fairy game has been put out. Um, I have come to the understanding that these chapters are pretty quick. I think it took me about two hours to complete it. It was about five chapters long. Um, essentially what they do is each chapter, there is two missions. The first mission is usually like a training mission of some sort. And then the second mission is like the actual quote unquote story mission. And then that's sometimes two parts. I, I really like what they're doing in terms of story wise. Um, for right now, it doesn't really help to explain the story because it's so, uh, niche in, in what it's going for because it's, it's taking a place, as I said, the same time that Amaro climbs into the Gundam, but this is a different place that's happening and it's actually happening on Earth, whereas the whole Gundam story takes place in space and on colonies. Um, the one standout moment, actually, two standout moments of this game that I had so far, they have done a great job, and I'm at the point where I want to see more of this content from this studio because they have surprised me with the different battle scenarios that they're able to give in a game where it is just online I, I technically it's like online arena combat and like to make it most general but like uh there was a scenario where you play uh, a sniper essentially and you're on top of a like crane and you're basically shooting targets you're picking targets and even at normal you have to kind of make choices like all right i need to hit this target hopefully stun that target and then while that target is stunned focus on another target because you are balancing um, mobile suits that are apparently, you know, quote unquote, injured and they have to come to a certain point. So you're kind of balancing, saving them and like the enemy that's attacking them. That was standout moment number one. Standout moment number two, 
One of the main reasons why I really love Gundam is that I really like the aesthetic, the the design of some of the mobile suits. And one of the things that they're touting in this game before release is that like most of the stuff we see is going to be like all new mobile suits. And I think up to a certain point, when you think of Gundam, they've kind of they've kind of refined what a Gundam is. But in terms of the Xeon forces, like mobile suits, which is like the enemy mobile suits, they really are able to step out of the bounds of what, what a mobile suit looks like. And in this game, the main character gets a new mobile suit that like, for me, I'm probably right now saying that it is the best looking, for me, best looking mobile suit that has been put out for all of Gundam. For everything I've seen, like this thing mm-hmm. looks like so dope. It, I can't even really describe it. Is it still a Zaku? The base is of a camphor, if you're uh, familiar with that. Um, but like, it just looks cool. Like, it looks so cool. It has double beam swords. It has a um, shotgun. It has a bazooka. Like on its hip pads, it has two like rockets. The thing just looks dope. And it's one of those things where it's just like. I am surprised. I didn't expect this. Like the thing that they promoted this um, this game was going to have like two other like more Gundam s mobile suits. So this mobile suit that they showed in game was like another surprise. The only thing is that like I'm really hoping that this mobile suit transfers over to uh, Battle Operations Two proper because I really want to play with that mobile suit. (laughs) So and, and like as it is right now, it hasn't transferred over yet. But like. I don't know if chapter three they're going to be match with all of those suits. Uh, pretty much, like that's that's kind of what it's going <laughs> to be like. Um, yeah, so that's that. Like, I'm enjoying that game. I'm chapter three comes out in like early December. I think December third. I think so. That's going to be soon. And then at that point, this whole thing is going to end, and I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do after that. But yeah, that's one. Um, part two is not really game specific, but it is in a way kind of game related so uh g4 came back um they had a big blowout everyone was there they had old and, and new faces and i it took me back a little bit and it took me back in a way of i was expecting to go back into my feelings but i wasn't expecting to be hit so hard by seeing just just like adam sessler just on air like doing stuff like they were doing um, online content during the pandemic because they had like a soft relaunching then. Yeah. But like to have him in a chair, sit down, talk about gaming and to have him with um, Xavier Woods next to him is just like I am. Jeez. I am loving this. And it, it's, it's one of those things where... Say, say it again? Is Olivia Munn back? No, she's not back. So it's one of those things where there's not enough money in the verse to get her back on g4 pretty much pretty much like morgan webb has like made a few appearances but i I i'm not exactly sure like what her role is going to be um next you're going to tell me britney spears and nsync is about to release an album (laughs) all this shit from the 90s is coming back we got gta we got halo look i'm looking forward to if britney spears bring back her vegas show i'm going to it like oh yeah i'm loving the 90s (laughs) But yeah, like overall, like I just really enjoyed it. There is an energy with this cast and with the content that they're producing that like I just wasn't ready for. And it was kind of like, oh, this is a lot in terms of 
the energy they had on stage and like the chemistry they have, like you can see that they want this to succeed. And, you know, they're, they're throwing jokes. Like they have like little skits in their stuff and it's just like, Oh, this is perfect. Like good, good, good on them. Like I want to, I want more of this. And in terms of the way you watch the content, you can watch it on Twitch. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on TV. I'm not exactly sure what channel because I don't watch TV anymore, but it, um, it is on I have a uh, Verizon Files and it is, it is on there now. Yeah, um, yeah. They they said it was on Files, but I don't know. Like I don't know where. Is it just G four that's on Files or? It's G four. Just another channel. Your cable. So it depends upon what if you have cable. Mm-hmm. Depending upon your provider. Depending upon what uh, actual number it may be. So you want to double check, make sure your package covers it. Gotcha. Um, we have a traditional cable package here, but this one there. Yeah, yeah. So like. It's awesome. Like I am, I'm mm-hmm. thoroughly just impressed with the stuff that I've seen. Uh, they have a bunch of shows. I don't even remember all of them. Uh, Attack of the Show is back, of course. X Play is back, of course. And they have a few other ones that I, I have. I, I can't remember the the titles. I always but thought Chiefo would be a, a really good home for your if, if you want to have another a good place for your esports content. I think G4 would be like such a great place. One hundred percent. Yeah. 100 yeah. percent they're doing a branch that is going to be focused on esports as well so. don't espn got like a kind of branch for that shit too they do the, the ocho i would imagine the one <laughs> i think so i remember they uh it was before i think uh some gun violence thing happened so it got pushed oh. i remember espn was showing apex legends x games like two and a half years ago mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. wow okay okay yeah oh yeah i do remember they um they're making a, a big push for esports after originally saying esports wasn't a real thing mm-hmm. but you know good on them for, uh, fixing that yeah overall like if you are interested in more gaming content you know check them out after you watch our stuff after not before after hmm. i'm about to say we need to tell g for to sponsor us really though like yeah all this free recommendations yeah also shout out to uh the black hokage he is like one of the hosts for a few of the shows there mm. and like he's even a part of some of the skits and it's just like oh that's really cool to see that guy like really step up into being like content like that so awesome yeah uh that's pretty much it you know i didn't really get to play rise republic all too much so that's that's pretty much it i got to talk about before we jump into the quick hits we have a word from our sponsors it's us Hey fam, have you been enjoying this episode of Press X to Start? Want to make sure you keep getting the best laughs, latest news, and most fire takes? Then we're going to need your help. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show. Then tell three people about the podcast. Could be friends, strangers, loved ones, or hated ones. Every little bit counts. And after you're done with that, please follow us on Facebook at Press X Number Two Start, Instagram at Press X Number Two Start, Twitter at Press X Two S, and YouTube at Press X Two Start TV. And if you're done with all this, well done. Many thanks. You're one of the good ones. And we are back. Now it is time for the quick hits. Number one, this comes from Jeff Keighley. Nominees for the Game Awards has been released. And it is, uh, some of it is pretty much to be expected. Some games didn't get in. That was kind of weird. Um, yeah, I got any, uh, any thoughts on this? 
Game of the Year, uh, as we talked about in our Splat, there are other games they uh, have up for Game of the Year, which is Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Resident Clank, and Resident Evil Village. There are two of them on that list that I don't think should be there, but I understand why they're there. What do you think should not be on I'm there? I'm shocked that Returnal isn't there. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't mm. think enough people played it just because yeah. of how it was described. I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah, I mean, because it, it seemed like Returnal was getting a lot of praise when it dropped, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the issue with Returnal. Up until that update where you could suspend the runs, I think it just turned a lot of people off from buying it. As well as people heard it's just way too hard. Mm. Well, if this was a fan vote, I would understand that. But this is the industry the itself voting yeah. on this. So it's like, ah. they wouldn't have... If there's actual like legitimate merit to Returnal as Game of the Year, yeah. I don't think they would take that into effect. Yeah, See, Avery, I took a more cynical point of view because you're right, it is a industry and if we look at any examples like in hollywood oftentimes those that have the big money for his advertisement and publicity tend to get recognized and if you talk about especially like the hollywood um foreign journalist press when it comes to the um golden globes you know oftentimes money is correlated to award recognition and so yeah that would be a reason why they why not returnals because sony heavily publicized it yeah and like they publicized I mean, death loop more though well well, they kind of definitely have different. There was there was a moment in time where you could look at the fucking moon and see Deathloop uh, commercials on that thing, man. Like Deathloop was absolutely everywhere. Jesus. Yeah. But um. So yeah, like actually, strong point because even just looking at the Metacritic and the Open Critic, like it has an eighty-five on Metacritic, eighty-six on Open Critic. So it's like it's definitely a very critically acclaimed game, and it's that's kind of weird that it missed the mark somehow. Well, it's on the best game direction nomination. Yeah. 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 So for me, this just reads as uh, like Returnal was number seven. Mm-hmm. And then just these other votes got higher of it. My only disconnect is there. They're like, there are two games here that I patently think are not as good as Returnal. So I'm like, what games are they? Psychonauts 2 and Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank? I feel like Ratchet and Clank should be on there. I feel like Ratchet and Clank is definitely the most pretty of these games for sure by a wide margin and like i think ratchet and clank games are you know ratchet and clank games i think this one did itself a service by adding uh rivet rivet and kit like i i loved them too i loved the introduction of them Uh, yeah i i i think that like for me anyways that would stay but yeah yeah, and the other thing I can think about for the Game Awards, this is something for the first time I really care about now, is a uh, uh, best esports athlete. Oh, uh, if Tyson Tens Nyo doesn't fucking win this, I'm fucking rioting. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick for uh, those who don't know, uh, Avery's Discord profile picture is this Tens person, so he has uh, some stake in this. Yeah, I believe in Tens supremacy. <laughs> No, short short story. Tens is a pro Valorant player for Sentinels. He was a phenom from Counter-Strike, moved over to uh, Valorant for Cloud9, and he was so good that any victory that his team got was just Tens and friends. Yeah, No one talked about anything his, his teammates <laughs> did. It was Tens and friends. Eventually, C9 wasn't happy with their performance, and so they started benching players, and they were Tens and friends. So Tens was like, I don't really like any of this going. I'm going to retire to give content creation. Sentinels, one of the top two teams in NA, uh, have one of their main players, Sinatra, go through that entire shit. 
Uh, if you know anything about Overwatch, you know anything about Valorant, Sinatra went, he was radioactive for a while, so they lost the player. Valorant's a five-member game. Sentinels just said, hey, uh, let's just get tens. And literally, social media for Valorant was just, congratulations for Sentinels <laughs> for winning Masters because there was no <laughs> shot. And like, and then tens joined up. He had been retired for three months. He hadn't played any pro Valorant. Jumped in the middle and fucking was feasting. To the point where my favorite shoutcasting frames of all time is this is just Tens' world and we're all living in it because it was just him on Reina popping off and it was <laughs> really good. And then Sentinels went from the number, like one of the top two teams in NA to the top team in NA. They won Masters, they won Masters 2, they won Reykjavik, uh, they won Masters 3, they didn't win Berlin, but they're the most dominant team in NA and they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Sick, dapper, Shazam, Zoms, all great players. It's fucking tense. <laughs> That's kind of wild, though. Yeah. A anyway, Simple's probably going to win because of the whole fucking Counter-Strike bullshit, but whatever. Oh, okay, let's let's okay. move on to the next yeah. story. But one thing I want to add is that because you began with your uh, Who Do You Know with the voice actors in Deathloop and they're both also nominated for a Game Award. Ooh. You know what? I did not. I think it's actually a minority majority mm. in terms of the um, performances of the uh, voice actors. I don't think that's ever been the case. No. No. If there's anything, there was probably a, I think the last of us year, there were more women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Um, I, so you guys, I guess I was like two? you're more racial minority at this point, I guess, if you want to be more specific. So you have your know, Azia Akage. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. Mm -hmm. Please forgive me if I don't. <laughs> uh, Harswell, Jason Kelly for Deathloop. Then you have Giancarlo Esposito in Far Cry 6. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you look at this online, these are some of the most beautiful headshots. Like, I, oh, yeah. I, I want, I need these photography skills <laughs> in my life. Um, and then you have Akira Mori uh, for Life is Strange True Colors, as well as Maggie Robertson uh, as... Lady Dimitriscu for Resident Evil Village, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is like, this is actually quite, I mean, it, these are some great performances, so I'm glad they gained their recognition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th th there's only two things that I would point out. Um, one, I already know that, you know, is, this is just going to be what it is because uh, this game is next to another game that everyone is, is completely um, happy about, but I, I definitely feel like, you know, Rise Republic should uh, take it as best as best racing game, but, you know, I know, I know that's well, going to go to Forza. Oh, you're lucky Jordan's not on this episode to jump down your throat. <laughs> who, maybe it was I who made sure he couldn't come to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, Jordan really loved Forza Horizon. Um, unfortunately, they're not game of the year. Um, mm -hmm, yeah. But are you surprised that Cyberpunk didn't get as many nominations? This no. Time? No, because it was released last year. No, well, it's, it, no, it's on there for they're best nominated. Uh, RPG. They're nominated. No, no, it's, it's nominated, but it's not nominated in any of the bigger categories. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, best role-playing game, but, like, not, yeah, not for the big categories. As it should be. And that's the issue with the way the Game Awards works, and there's no solving it, is that, hey, if you release in the middle of the cutoff, you're fucked for next year. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. how good you are. You're not going to get in. People aren't going to be thinking about you when they're thinking of the best games of that year. Yeah. Well, I think it's also... You That's going to be the thing for uh, Halo. Like, it, it's probably its best shot is going to be best multiplayer or best first-person shooter. Is that even a category on here? I don't think it's a category on here. Uh, no. No, I think they just put everything in best action games. So. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah mm. See, that's going to be tough. That's going to be real tough for it because it's going to have to... Well, 
if because I think God of War supposed to come out next year, right? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, I don't think the industry values the game awards like that. Say movies for Oscars, no. where people would deliberately no, they don't move there. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that we, when people get angry about the game awards and they get angry about the awards, outside of this being used in the marketing for boxes, this doesn't really matter to games at all. Like, if it did, Microsoft wouldn't have released Forza at that yeah. time where it could have been yeah. cut off. It, it doesn't. It's, it's just an ancillary thing that people like. It's one of those things where we just got to go in and just right. enjoy ourselves. But it's also good for people to get recognition, though. I feel like that. Yeah, you, you got you know, Oscars had to start somewhere, right? Yeah. The yeah. Uh, the last thing that I would bring up is the uh, the fact that Apex isn't uh, one of the esports games. That was weird to me because I, you know, I guess just I was weird for me as well. Yeah, like just being integrated into all of this is just like when you think esports, like Apex is definitely a part of that conversation. For it to not be here is like hmm, that's that's really weird, but. I, and I think it's fundamentally because a lot of these games are either grandfathered in as old games, CSGO, Dota, League of Legends, or Valorant. This was Valorant's year to pop off, and it fucking did. Uh, so there's that. COD, the only thing I can think of is just like, none of us pay attention to esports. COD's an esport. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely, it's, it's definitely something like that. All right, uh, number two. This comes from Austin Goslin. Nailed it. From Polygon, uh, League of Legends RPG Ruin Knight is out now along with Hextech Mayhem. Uh, Beat me a Ruin King. Yeah, so Avery had talked... Ruin King. Ruin, what, oh, I said Ruin Knight, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ruin yeah. King. Which would be a cool title. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Avery yeah. actually talked about this a bit in the uh, what we've been playing section. So uh, pretty much that, you know. Um, there's another thing where... Uh, uh, Riot Games, this comes from uh, Tom Cannon from Riot Games, Project L dev, uh, finding our game. What is that about, Avery? So Project, uh, when Valorant was announced, Valorant was Project A. And at the same time, they revealed another project called Project L. Well, all we knew was it was a League of Legends fighting game. Oh, yeah. We saw what Valorant turned out to be, which is its own fucking thing. It's made by the team that made that Rolling Thunder yeah. game, which was that mech fighting game that came out a while ago. Uh, it, that team got picked up by Riot. They've been making Project L, and they've been quiet. And then in the aftermath of Arcane being this big event, they all came out and said, hey, guys, we're not going to be quiet anymore. Let's show you a little bit more of this game. We're still not going to show you everything, but we're going to start talking about what this game is. Mm -hmm. So they showed it off. It is a League of Legends fighting game. It is an assist-based fighter mm. where you got teams of, like, a, sort of like a Tekken tag, where you got teams of two, and you can summon, uh, not, oh, I've never played Tekken tag. Can you just call in, like, assist? No, it's Tekken just tag? the two people. It's it's more along the lines of like Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom. Then. Yeah, it's more like, but it's it's limited to two. Uh, they showed off two brand new characters that are going to be playable because before all they showed off was I'm going to say Darius and Ari, and I was just in the leaked images of them playtesting the game. Now they've got Echo and Jinx in there, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm I I don't give a shit about fighting games for the most part, mm -hmm. but I give a shit enough about League of Legends that I'm like I'm kind of interested in where this is going to go. Yeah, it's one of those things where you know if it hits well and it does well, I think the test is going to be if it makes it to like Evo status, then we know okay people really care about this. And like to that, I will say I have all the confidence in the world that this game is going to be not big, but it's a fighting game. Yeah. But it's going to make a foothold because like 
no one could predict that Valorant, a game that's ripping off CSGO and Overwatch, would be that game that it is now. Yeah. And, like, so the sky's the limit with this game. Right. All right. Number three. This is going to be a slew of quick hits because this is just video game delays. So, uh, Saints Row Rebooted is delayed to August 2022. Capcom delays uh, Pragmata to 2023. And that actually was probably the best... Um, uh, video delay that I've I've seen in a while. It shows the little girl and she's like, it zoomed in on her eyes and it pulls out and she does her little um, techno magic to to write on the paper that, you know, the game's going to come out in 2023. It's adorable. And don't forget the sorry. With the yeah, and there's, yes, yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, I hopefully next year they show more on that to know exactly what that's going to be like. And last up, um, Sifu. Gracefully, <laughs> gracefully, gracefully dodges the Elden Ring release date. So they actually upped their release date to like early February. Saints Row didn't want that February smoke. Yeah, yeah. So that's a smart move on both of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that's number three. Number four, this comes from Ethan Gotch from Kotaku. Uh, Smash Brothers Melee gets official Nintendo tournament in 2022. As you heard it, that's right. Smash Brothers Melee gets an official Nintendo tournament. And, and Ultimate. And Ultimate. And Ultimate. You're right. You're right. This is actually interesting because, you know, Melee is a big game still, even though it's like 20 plus years old at this point. It's it's interesting to me because Sakurai has tried to push uh, Smash Brothers away from Melee because some time ago... A competitive... Yeah, he felt that Melee was too competitive and he didn't want that to be the actual vision of Smash Brothers. So it's interesting to see that Nintendo is finally uh, doing an official tournament with that game. Number five, this comes from Rockstar Games. Uh, Rockstar Game Team issues an apology over Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the definitive edition. Um, I'm not going to read the letter, but like basically they're just apologizing for the state the game released uh, they said that anyone who have purchased the trilogy will get access to the pc versions of the games uh, you know of course they're going to be releasing updates to fix the thing of the original releases of the pc versions yes. of the games yeah. my bad yeah and i think it'll be so free right i believe yeah yeah if yeah. you've purchased the trilogy it's free which is this is actually a big move because those games has been polished and 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 modded to the point where like they, I think, I forget which one, but one of them. I think back in June, they took it away from the. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. delisted them. Yeah. So, you know, this is really and truly probably one of the best ways of apologizing for a game that had no business being as bad as it was when it released. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's weird to say good on them because they really should have seen this coming or they should have made sure it didn't release in this state but uh yeah that's that that is that um all right now that we are done with the quick hits we can jump into the heavy hitter all right uh oh we actually didn't assign this who wants to who's been following this i don't fucking do it do it avery right so uh who gives a shit about anything else that happened this week? Because the biggest <laughs> thing that we've all been dealing with is more fallout from the Activision Blizzard harassment bullshit. So, uh, I want to say Tuesday, a 
giant piece of investigative journalism by the Washington Journal. The Washington, I want to say the Washington Post, but I think it was the Washington it, Journal. Wall Street came Journal. out, but Washington Post does also have another article. So both, you're, you're yeah, correct. Yeah, so the Wall Street Journal uh, by Kirsten Grind, Ben Fritz, and Sarah E. Needleman, who they came out and pretty much revealed that when all of this stuff was going on with Activision, Bobby Kotick knew every individual detail and just said nothing. It's fucking wild. He's probably uh, getting aroused by him. He did what? <laughs> oh, no. Alleged. <laughs> so when this broke, mostly my Twitter is video game people talking about fucking video game things. That was all anyone was talking about at the time. And then Jason Schreier, being Jason Schreier, mm-hmm. had his ears to the fucking ground, reading the streets. The streets were talking. And he was just hearing shit. <laughs> <laughs> So first off, apparently Bobby Kotick was doubling down on everything he had said up to that point. Like I am, I'm trying to make the most inclusive and uh, most welcoming organization for video game professionals to work in. Yada 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 yada. They also revealed at the same time, and another journalist, uh, specifically from the the article itself, remember that Fran Townsend email mm-hmm. that 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 high profile uh, Activision uh, executive wrote that really tone deaf email yeah. and it was just one of those weird things where everyone was just roasting her in the streets turns out Bobby Kotick wrote that and then made her post it mm-hmm. <laughs> well, surprising. this man is the quintessential villain capital V villain oh my but god this is how corporate this is how corporations work remember his board of directors yeah. who's supposed to supervise him put out a statement that says that in turn they believe in him. That means a, a lengthy Bruh. thing. This is the board remains confident that Bobby Kotick appropriately addressed workplace issues brought to his attention. Okay, so that is them acknowledging and unacknowledging the fact that we all know that he knew and didn't know. And then they also, in a lot of the investigative journalism that, that went off, it was like they also revealed that he threatened one of his, I think, his secretary at the time in yeah. a voicemail saying, I'm going to kill you. Bruh, you could die for less, homie. <laughs> and like, let, let, oh, first let's put it out there. We've all said hyperbolic bullshit, like yeah. talking to people we know, like, I'm gonna yeah. fucking kill you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I've never heard from my boss, the guy who, like, essentially owns my life. Yeah, I'm going to fucking <laughs> kill remember, you. Right? You don't have a union, so you can be fired for any reason or no reason at all. And now yep. the guy who's responsible for your financial livelihood can say, yeah. I can't kill and he fired you for most Americans who living technically paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, that could be financial death. Yeah. And it's like the, the rabbit hole of Bobby Kotick and his shit it keeps going deeper. I want everyone who's listening to this to read the initial Wall Street Journal article and give those reporters like the accolades they deserve for like pretty much blowing the doors off of a story that's been brewing for a long period of time. Like I've I've always been hesitant on like journalism in games because a lot of it's not really journalism so much as it is just like a lot of blog but shit. But this is the like, Wall Street Journal. They have editorial standards. Yeah. <laughs> like opinion based editorial and people bring the personal shit into this. Yeah. This is like straight up investigative journalism like uh spotlight bullshit like we need to get down to the corruption in the Catholic Church but with Bobby Kotick. I just wonder how right. long uh, I mean how long do you guys think he'll be there through the end of the year? Well, that's the interesting thing, because there, yeah. there are two more addendums to this. Yeah. There is the idea that after all this information came out, the board, which people point out, is made up of a, a rich boys club of his friends and people who he's made money for. Him. So, oh, yeah. Uh, Bobby Fine, we stand by him completely. Meanwhile, Other people can make you money, man. <laughs> yeah, but but the board is going to say that the leader is bad. It also turned me that they lack their own supervision. From what I've learned, there's only two ways that Bobby can get removed. 
either he steps down, which based on how he's reacting, he's not, or yeah. two, the board uh, removes him. And the board isn't like it's going to do that anytime soon. Right. Uh, however, two new wrinkles happen. I want to say the next day, the Wednesday after this broken a Tuesday, Jim Ryan came out and said, and then like sent an email to all the staff, like, yo, everything that's going on with Activision Blizzard is fucked up. I'm getting in touch with them to figure out what's going on here. And then the next day, because Phil at that point was busy with other, for Xbox stuff at the time, mm-hmm. Phil Spencer came out the next day as well and said, I'm appalled by this, and we as Xbox are reevaluating our relationship. So now... But here's the thing. Do you think that's more for the public or do you really about them saying, hey, I see him about to go down in tubes. Let me improve my image. He ain't about to bring down my company with his bullshit. All right, that's what I think. We don't want this to be a contagion. It's, it's an interesting argument. Because, like, you can take the cynical thing and, like, this is all PR stuff to make them all seem better. Yes. Mm. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you, you can take the human argument of, like, Jim Ryan jumped on this immediately. Yeah. yeah. Like, in, in, a, in a corporate world, you would have sat down and read all the tea leaves, especially if this information is coming out, before you said anything. Yeah. Jim jumped on it immediately. Because, I will- do you think Jim didn't know either? Like I said, this is an exclusive club. His conduct is quite public facing if you're in the know that world. I don't think so because Activision Blizzard is an American company and Jim Ryan is from the European version of PlayStation. Uh-huh. So I don't think they would have much crossover in terms of like. But you don't think people talk among themselves? I mean, that's the whole issue oh yeah, with like, 100%. like um, with some of the other allegations we've heard of the people where like why it's like people knew about it just wasn't in the front page of the wall street journal but yeah. people talked about it. people knew but they knew it was like yeah you don't want to work for him because he's gonna grab your ass don't go there mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. people talk people have a reputation yeah. you're, you're, I mean, it's, when you're in different levels of the company too some shit just don't reach your ears unless you got an inside you know whatever that's not I mean. some people just don't talk like that around you i'm not that's yeah. like but the people the ceos these companies, like your gym run these people oftentimes a lot of these executives circulate around they talk like I know. Even in my field, there's certain things that if you're in that field, you understand the different players and know. Okay, that's a cool place to go to. Oh, don't go there because this person will make your life miserable. Or, or it could yeah. be like some Weinstein shit where all the other directors and producers knew, but it's like, hey, none of that shit better be happening to my house. That's if y'all want to do that shit over there, right, cool. Yeah. But don't bring that to my doorstep. I, I would say that there's there's two possibilities that this could go in terms of like. Whether or not the, you know, Phil or, or Jim knew about it. I mean, it could be a thing where it is a thing where Activision was like, hey, we have a we have a client call. We will keep this shit under wraps. The client call is a client call. We're not fucking up my money. And that's how it's going to be. And then the other way is like, you know, some of that stuff kind of slips. And, you know, of course, this is definitely not saying any of this actually happened. But like it could be where a thing where it's like Jim or Ryan's just like, that's kind of strange whatever back to money but but also to the money i think that one of the things we've also seen is that there's been more uh, collective action among the employees so mm-hmm. recently they had a walkout they had a petition they're grouping together because it's easy to bring people together when you have a common enemy either yep. and i think the one thing that a lot of these executives fear is employees working together because they are protesting like a union they don't walk outs like a union they're making demands like a union Holy crap, if they put together a ballot and check the boxes all over the NLRB, National Labor Relations Board, they may actually form a union. And I think they're so scared of these people coming together. Hmm. And I think that's another, call me cynical, I admit I am, 
I think a lot of them like, look, we need to make sure our employees feel happy here so that they don't need to be unionized. We take care of you. Why do you need a uniform? You're great. I'm not like him. He's crazy. Right. But you're good here. Uh, and that's why I think, I forget, was it Ubisoft that gave out bonuses to people all of a sudden? Well, that's, that's, that's something I want to talk about. Like, here's the thing. Activision Blizzard knew this about this article coming out because days before this came out, they started making moves to make their employees happier. Like, hey, this week, we're giving you all this stuff to... <laughs> make everyone feel good here so when this article comes out you think about it like they've been having repeated all hands on meetings and all hands messages of bobby kotick and his underlings pretty much telling them how everything's fine don't worry about it i want to add some more information to this so uh the female lead of blizzard who left i forget jan o'neill yeah the reason she left Mm -hmm. is that she got the job and quickly knows that nothing was going to change and she was clearly given the job as a bid of tokenism yeah. because we also learned in this she was being paid far less than her male Mike Yabara. Uh Mike Yabara, her male uh fucking I get a counterpart, they're colleagues, right? Her, her, her male co- yeah. yeah, her male counterpart. They had yeah. the exact same job and she's being paid less. So she dipped. And then the one other thing I wanna bring it all back to the uh, Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer. When Jim Ryan came out and said something about wanting to figure out anything was going to happen. I knew nothing was going to happen unless other people moved. Xbox coming in and then saying in more uncertain terms, we're reevaluating our relationship is the first dagger in the nail of getting uh, Bobby Kotick removed. Because guess what? If you lose both Microsoft and PlayStation, you lose a giant chunk of revenue. And especially when you're a one game uh, business that is Call of Duty and you can't get those games out on like the biggest platforms, suddenly the board has to recognize Bobby being here is going to lose us money. Mm -hmm. Do you really think Sony and Xbox will actually risk not taking the money that Call of Duty brings them to make us think? I think so. I think so. Two things. Now, if Xbox didn't say anything, I don't think Sony would have done shit. But Xbox saying something, Sony can now 100% feel safe doing it and two, Vanguard is already out. Yeah. It's probably already made the majority of its sales. They can really just be like, here's the thing. This is also Sony that delisted Cyberpunk. They will 100% pull that fucking trigger, yep. get that game off their platforms, and let it stew. And they have about a year until Call of Duty, another Call of Duty comes out. And like they'll lose profit from the passive income of Warzone and Call of Duty. But for the most part... There's not much to lose for either platform. Yeah, they'd probably pull it like after Christmas, after most of the sales are done. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing. Not a bad idea. There's not much to lose. And it's just Activision being like, oh, we can't sell our game anymore. Yeah, I think you have to convince the board the likelihood of, yeah, we will both work together. Like, everybody loves a common enemy, right? So if you Mm -hmm. isolate them and say, look, find another person to lead this company or else we will pull that trigger. I think, then I guess, yeah, you hit them where they with the pocketbook. Yeah. That would be interesting. And this gets back to my, my early parts with Activision, is that they don't have a diverse portfolio. Right. Like Blizzard does, right. but Activision proper really doesn't, in that, what games do they release? But you can't split one without the other. So one company. Yeah, but the other, Blizzard's not releasing anything anytime soon either. Yeah, all the stuff. What? I keep hearing all the news about <laughs> Overwatch 2. It's going to come out eventually, right? <laughs> Blizzard's not releasing anything either. And let's be fair, Blizzard is a more PC oriented company. Yeah. It has console sales now thanks to uh, Overwatch. But like if you talk to anyone, it, World of Warcraft built that company and so they'll be fine if they can't sell shit on the PlayStation. But the Activision side of that coin is 
Call of Duty is all they make. But I think if Sony and Xbox are going to deal with it, I think they deal with all their properties. Because, I mean, it's all flowing to the If you want to hurt them, hurt them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, I, I, that's why I don't like this division between Blizzard. No, no. He's the CEO of all of them. Yeah, exactly. No, what I mean to say is that, like, delisting all Blizzard products from the PlayStation and Xbox ecosystems won't hurt Blizzard, but it will hurt the Activision side of that oh, yeah. coin. Right, right. Because that's where the money's going, essentially. Yeah. I think you make a good point, as Sean said it, that, like, I wonder, you know, my initial question is how long will it take for the board to act if they were ever going to act? And I guess you're right. If you look at, if they don't change between now and Christmas, you know, then I can see how, I, you know, I, I'd be surprised to see Sony and Xbox take such a stand like that. Because that would be a very public precedent. Yeah. You know, really responsibility really, at this level. I'd probably give them to the end of about like March or so to change. Only because I feel like they could easily push this off like well you know it, it's december you know we have holiday break so we don't want to make such a big decision you know with such a limited amount of time so we'll make a decision by the end of march because that should give us enough time to go ahead i don't i don't think it's gonna get there i think we have the deadline before any of this shit pops off is by the end of the year yeah no like, for sure this act yeah i i totally i totally agree that this should happen like now and not later but I, i'm just saying that i could see them like pushing it off by you using like yeah, yeah i think microsoft and sony will take action by the end of the year if nothing uh, happens. hopefully especially with how loud this is and i think financially how everything's going to work for them mm-hmm. they will probably make this by the end of the year and if sony was more in the we need to talk with uh activated players to see what's going on xbox was very much we're reevaluating our relationship right and in all the goodwill that phil spencer has built off of being a straight shooter, if he's not to his word about reevaluating what our relationship is with them going but forward. But that's also so broad. It, it is, it is, it is. But here's the thing, no one who's drinking the Xbox Kool-Aid is reading that as broad. They're reading that as Phil Spencer saying, this is me as a suit making a threat. Mm. But here's the thing though, here's the thing. I'm, I'm looking at the tea leaves and I see the wind blow the leaves and it makes like a perfect chess piece. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Now, say Phil Spencer's like, okay, you know what? We're not doing this anymore. We are going to pause our relationship with Activision until they decide to like fix themselves. And then in a few weeks, what drops? Halo. Hey guys, come play this first person shooter game instead of playing Call of Duty because Call of Duty is run by a bunch of like terrible people. That is a Machiavellian move. That's, uh, <laughs> 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 that would be so smooth. I mean, in an era where Phil Spencer says a lot of things and doesn't really give a shit about things, like you don't put Battlefield on like your big stage and promote it as like an Xbox-focused product and then drop your free-to-play Halo multiplayer days after that and expect <laughs> no feathers to get ruffled in that right. argument. I can 100% see what DJ's talking about happen. <laughs> I mean, shit, if anything, this is uh, Halo and Battlefield's time to shine. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. But then I do, like I said, I do wonder about the precedent. Like, is this something oh, yeah. that, do they want to start delisting games based upon the conduct of one individual in a company? Well, you know, games are the livelihood and product of thousands of people. That's a and good point. You, it's not the conduct yeah. of one person, though, because Bobby Kotick wasn't sexually harassing people. He's a shitty person, but this yeah. is a company-wide thing. That's true, too. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, here's another piece of the news here. If this is something in regards to that sexual harassment, I believe the one of the COD studios, I want to say it was Sledgehammer, one of the uh, uh, higher ups, I think creative directors, was guilty of sexual harassment. And like when HR was recommending, wait, wasn't he, wasn't he of rape? Right? Was yeah. it that or different? Okay. Uh, I think it was something. I think it was something serious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When uh, when HR was like, we need to fire this guy. Bobby Kotick said, we're not firing him, mm-hmm. and he actively stopped him any dismissal of this guy. And the guy only left the company after the rape allegations became a actual news story that he couldn't avoid. Yeah. But in in the Activision ecosystem, Bobby was protecting him. Yeah. Yeah. Lord. Oh, and the the last little bit of thing here is that uh, Girls Who Code also end their relationship with Activision Blizzard, which more power to them, which they should. Um, yeah, so of course, we're going to be following this and we'll be updating you all with the information. Um, hopefully this gets resolved in a positive way and the good people who work at Activision are, are still able to continue, uh, you know, their livelihood. I, I feel bad for everyone who worked on Vanguard. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you, you put your heart into making this Call of Duty game, regardless of the actual quality of the game, you put your heart into working on this game and around its release, everything blows up around your company. Yeah. <laughs> like, boy. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, unlike Cyberpunk, that the game itself was the problem. In this case, like Vanguard didn't necessarily do anything wrong. It's just a game that got caught in its parents' drama, essentially. Yeah. I, we'll see. I, okay. We'll see. As I said off chat, incoming uh, Call of Duty LLC, they're going to spin this shit off. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it'd be kind of difficult to do, but, you know, more power to them. Yeah, it would be incredibly difficult to do. Yeah. There's no way anyone would say, oh, this Call of Duty company is now just making Call of Duty. It's not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's a great joke. It's not going to happen. <laughs> All right. Well, that has been our cast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy making it. Don't forget to rate reviews on your favorite podcasting app. Also, like, subscribe, hit the notification button on your favorite YouTube channel. That's our channel. Uh, in case you miss any information at all, you can find all that stuff and more on our website at pressx2start.com. Uh, with that being said, you take care and have a good day slash night slash evening whenever you're listening to this. Peace.